because I compare it with the Mayweather and Pacquiao fight. They said it would never happen, but it happened. Italian BBC promotes sheets for Zazi Chilini. Brilliant. They call themselves the inglorious bastards. <laughs> <laughs> The game is about right. results, right? None of this nerve right. nonsense so, about expected goals. Hello and welcome to the Final Third Podcast. I'm Rob Kahneman, John McConaughey. Kelly. Hello. And we've got Rob Palmer. Hello. He's back. Um, yeah, terrific times. We've got a really, I think I think a really good running order, which I've got on paper. Yeah. Committed is, to paper. I needed to keep room in the bag because I've got to yeah. take equipment, so I couldn't bring my laptop. It's like going so. back to the Clash of Dealing days. This yeah, this started, yeah. It's we started, funny uh, you should say that. I saw something very scary on Facebook the other day. What's um, this? Facebook, not like Facebook the scared the living bejesus out of you but i went online i went onto facebook and you know this on a, when it sends you like a notification telling you like well you wouldn't rob because you're not on facebook well, this Palmer, is true. when you're on facebook and they send you a notification of something that happened in your life you know, yeah, years yeah, yeah five years ago yesterday was the first ever podcast we recorded no way yeah that's mad <laughs> i wasn't there for that I thought, yeah <laughs> i wasn't, yeah. didn't even know he was really Fado, well he didn't this much it was pretty <laughs> shit like yeah it was pretty great. <laughs> this is the fact, was that the podcast we 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 t- <laughs> that was the podcast that we thought we'd done a great show and went out and realized we hadn't recorded any of it. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd like to say that's the only time that happened. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's happened when I've been there as well. So, <laughs> oh, that was those yeah. were the days. That was also I remember starting out like we. We had the what's it like the basic SoundCloud account where like one just knocks out the other. Yeah, so like oh, yeah. none of these free one, yeah. none of these desperate attempts are. So even if you're trying to scroll back to your feed, you won't get because we don't it's exist anymore. It's gone yeah. for and also it was, it was before uh, it was before that we had good Wi-Fi in my house, so it would take about four hours for the podcast to upload. Yeah, uh, remember was, days though, like when like when I was there anyway and um, like we'd literally be sitting around upstairs in the studio waiting for the podcast to upload <laughs> and the, the fucking the poor porters who were wankers anyway yeah, they yeah, were yeah. just like can you please leave so we can like go home <laughs> they were like just 20 more minutes and this will be uploaded yeah. Jesus you don't realise that there's hundreds of people out here looking for a podcast five years that is absolutely crazy yeah. when you think about it yeah it is mad but there you go. Anyhow, we better get into some potting. We'll start with some some Premier League action and um, uh, Marco Bay being sacked. Marco, Marco Bay. Silva uh, sacked by Watford. Um, 
Probably the first time we've ever seen a, a club blame another club. Yeah, that was, that, was the first that was the best thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, yeah. I would love if like football clubs done more of that. Yeah, like just, I would love if it just happened in football more often. Just be like, um, why do you think you lost today? It's like, oh, because we were shit. Like I'd love managers yeah. to come out and say stuff like that rather than doing the Mark Hughes thing. Going, well, you know, I thought the performance didn't merit the result. <laughs> I was just like, oh, I'll actually burn you alive. That's more yeah. the Sean Dyche method. The, the Mark Hughes method is just to blame the referee. Mm, yeah. yeah yeah there's there there are there are actually several ways around it isn't there like the dice one is to kind of yeah it's to be reasonable the pulis one is to suggest that they're they're honest lads <laughs> they, they, they gave it a whack we can't compete with the budgets yeah, the other clubs no. have despite spending um, 400 million gazillion euros just, yeah. on the last <laughs> six foot seven lumps um but yeah so he he's gone it's it's produced a really divided reaction there's some people saying that he has never really done anything in English football to kind of merit his, his his reputation, if you like, in that he didn't keep hold up, which technically speaking he was brought in to do and Wofford have, you know, not really done any better over, 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 over all during his time. So what what would you make of that point? Like there's merit on two sides. It's like, in terms of the, the he hasn't done anything in English football thing, he hasn't, like, he got whole relegated at the end of the day. They played mm. better, but they, they still went down. And um, with the whole Watford thing, yeah, they were brilliant for the first, what, eight, nine, ten games of the season, yeah. something like that. And then they went off a cliff when the Everton, you know, the debacle happened. But you could argue that the first ten games were an anomaly and this was them regressing to his mean. That's, you know? I was I was going to get onto that with, you, you. a lot of people in the sort of the, the, the analytics community are kind of pointing out that the, that kind of expected goals that, that Watford were doing was unsustainable. And this literally is just regressing to the mean. I would add to that, that injuries didn't help and a lot of the players that you would expect him to have used in a, in a key role like you know b- people made a big fuss we did at the time like so will hughes signing for wofford mm-hmm. Zanoye, but he hasn't been fit shallow so, as well Sh- yeah, yeah. shallow being a big one so um he's never had the players together to be his strongest team that said jack pitbrook has a great piece in the uk indie on the whole silver situation they are still higher than their best ever premier league finish mm. the best ever is kike sanchez flores which is 13th yeah it's so. like i mean like I'm a, bit, I'm a huge fan of Silva. I think he's brilliant, and I don't yeah. agree with the people who think he's a rubbish coach because he's done nothing in English football. I think, I think the problem with Watford is, is because the owners are so sort of like shock and awe with how they approach their running of the club yeah. that if anything starts to go against them, they'll just pull the they'll pull the trigger. And also with the with the media, like with clubs, there's always a consistency in clubs. Like with Stoke, you know how they play with all that kind of stuff. With Watford, you don't really know who's there. Like, no. I've never looked at a Watford team kind of going, oh, yeah, well, that's the full-strength team. Because I don't actually know who plays for Watford. They've an enormous roster, though. Yeah, like, but that's the, what I mean. The it's thing like... as well is that they're, they're almost what we've been kind of talking about for years, though, in that they're, they are a really modern club. The coach is just the coach. Mm. So Matsari can come in and play football. <laughs> and then football. <laughs> Yeah, and then Silva can come in with those same players, give or take, and do the same. It's not him who signs the players. I think Richarlison's the only player that he got in mm. that he kind of said... <laughs> No, this is Richarlison's tweet. Uh, where she just put up like a an angry emoji face on Twitter uh, when the news broke about Marcus Silva. So he's obviously not. Yeah, a I, happy st- boy. I still think it's a bad decision. I really yeah. do. Um, that I, said, Javi Grassi is is a highly rated coach in Spain. Hmm. Like, it was basically it was either it was between him and Montella when it came down to the Sevilla job. 
So he is highly rated in Spain, but that said, so is Mauricio Pellegrini. <laughs> I was just yeah. going to say. <laughs> like, there was no, we'll get to that later. Yeah. They are on the running yeah. order, Saints. Um, yeah, I know, but I just couldn't yeah. not. They, <laughs> I just, I think, I, I, I'm like yourself, Palmer. I, I like his style. I think he gets in really quickly and reorganizes teams. I think he didn't keep Hull up, which is which is a criticism. And, and He also it inherited in, a team that was managed by Mike Thielen. It was yeah, a it's really like, bad position. play devil's advocate with that, it's like, yeah, factually, he didn't keep Hull up. Yeah. But comparatively, if you look at what Hull were like yeah. before he came in it's night and day it's and a- he also made the, the whole dreaded January signings that he wanted but they all worked out mm-hmm. do you know what I mean like they, Watford played better football and they got far better results he made Umar Nias score goals consistently <laughs> look I mean like, he wizard. I, do, I do think he's a good coach and like I've seen like I said it's a really divided reaction you see people saying he shouldn't be snapped up straight away because he's done nothing to prove that he deserves to be snapped up straight away and then on the other hand you have people like you were saying yourself you want him to to kind of be Saints coach right as soon as possible as soon as possible <laughs> people do expect it to be Mm-hmm. Uh, you know if you go by what people said Twitter, it does seem to be like the kind of thing that people would be like yeah he could be relatively quickly uh, put in because uh, as I said we'll get to them but they could probably do with a change of coach uh, City beat Newcastle 3-1 yeah. Aguero hat-trick the week after Connor says that he's a cod well, <laughs> I, I, I knew this was he's a cod he's a cod of a footballer yeah. Yeah. No, I, 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 I knew this I knew this was going to come up um, and this in fact is, a, is, example, is an example of why uh, Aguero won't be at City for the long run despite the fact that he scored a hat-trick because the first touch he had in the match was his goal after 20 minutes and and Guardiola afterwards said, you know, it's a special type of skill not to touch the ball for twenty minutes and then score. You know, in the most demeaning and yeah, derogatory way possible. Sort of, yeah. yeah. And uh, like City didn't pose a threat for the first twenty minutes. Like they didn't look like they were in the game. And then the goal came from like a great cross from De Bruyne and Aguero like flicking it on. Like they brushed his hair. But I still don't think Guardiola would have been happy with the way they played before that because he just wasn't in the game. He was a complete non entity in this game. Um and yeah, he scored a hat trick. And that's what Aguero does. He's a goal machine. But uh, he was still like totally anonymous at Anfield last yeah. week. He was just, he wasn't in the game. Um, and it was as if City were playing with 10 men in that scenario. So I still don't think he'd be there next season. I'd be surprised. Palmer? Yeah, I'd probably agree. Like, I think the way Guardiola wants to play, like Aguero just doesn't do it. Like, he's phenomenal. Like, you can't deny he's an amazing goal scorer. Probably second only to Kane in the league. Yeah, record goal scorer for City as well. Yeah, yeah. well, that wouldn't be hard. We've got to be honest. Got higher than 10 goals. <laughs> yeah. it's like That's it was, not like, fair. You know what Sean Golter was? Like, you know what I mean? It's so, not like, like let's let's be honest, City don't have the most illustrious history when it comes to goal uh, scorers post-1965. Like, yeah, fair. But um, <laughs> we're continuing that media bias against City. <laughs> well, like you know, I love City as much as the next man. But uh, yeah, but I don't think he's going to be there because he's not a very modern striker. No. Like he puts his ball in the goal, but that's all he does. He doesn't do enough. Yeah, in the mo- in the modern way, especially if you want like to be an elite team. Like he'd be good for United. Mm. Funnily enough, because literally like Mourinho teams only need. A man, yeah, who goals. could do well, as Connor said, twenty minutes, brush his hair, one nil, yeah. you know that sort of thing. Yeah, that's so. what that's like. That's what Mourinho teams have thrived off. It's what yeah. Luka, it's what Lukaku isn't doing, yeah. <laughs> which is why this is why I can't see Lukaku lasting there too long if Mourinho's still around. Yeah, it's, hold the play. Oh no, hang on, no, it's not. No. Um, you know, but like I think <clears throat> I think Hayes is obviously going to be the the way forward if like he doesn't if he stops knackering every knee he has yeah Jesus. this is it. like that's yeah. that's twice now yeah was it, he done his knee last season as well yeah when he arrived i think i think like, aguero like he doesn't get involved much in the game but his interplay in and around the box is very good it's everything out like once you leave that sort of box area 
he, he's not very good. But he's not a good pre- he's not a good presser either, and that's no. like an essential aspect yeah. of a Guardiola forward. Yeah, true. Need to, like one player doesn't press in a Guardiola system, the system falls apart. Yeah, that's, that's what because like when Aguero plays, they have to play a completely different way, hmm. a suboptimal way to when they play when Jesus is up front or yeah. Sterling plays as a nine or whatever. True enough. Speaking of Sanchez, anyway, that's that's still rumbling on, hasn't has it been? So- well, there was sorted. A, well, there was a pictures going around on, on reddit last night of uh, sanchez in the united kit like taking a selfie like there was somebody from up on high in old trafford taking a picture from in the middle of the pit so i can imagine it's very close right yeah um but it has dragged on a little bit sanchez leaving in leaving arsenal in general like that story is like the longest running transfer saga i can think yeah. of since like fabregas to barca can't wait for it to die it's been like really? three transfer windows at this point like what do you think do you think I think he's going to be good. Like, running. I mean, you can't really deny he's going to be good. He's like, relatively fresh. He's done fuck off. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. it's, it's, the only, the only thing, the only thing I, I, I can see going wrong is, like, his work rate is amazing. That's not lie, but yeah. he doesn't work consistently at any team he's been at. Do you know what I mean? This is. It's like he works really hard when his team are on top. Yeah, yeah. If he's playing in the Champions League against Barcelona, given their blistering form this season, let's say. He's not going to help his fullback if the game's going bad. The thing people nah. seem to be sort of assuming with him is that as an individualist, he'll be put into that side and everyone else will defend while he's allowed to do the things. You yeah, know, that kind do, of the, way. do the bits of magic. But Wesley Snyder, essentially. If, yeah, yeah. if that's the case, it, you could still struggle. You know, I don't create a lot of chances. They cross a lot. So. What Sanchez can do is that he can pick up a ball and run past two or three players and stick it yeah. in the corner which is exactly what Mourinho wants no slouch from free kicks either yeah but what I find interesting is what this does for the guys who've been United's two best players over the last six weeks well the last, the last month uh, Martial and Lingard like they're both gonna play they both I will, play I will happily let him sacrifice Lingard oh yeah well, what well, an unbelievable tosser oh he is he's, <laughs> a, he's, a, oh, he's, a, he's another bell end yeah. um, yeah. but uh Martial a better has, footballer than I thought though I will say that yeah. Yeah. He's, he's far better than I thought he but, was like Martial like, is like Martial is phenomenal but do you want to just drop Martial for, for Sanchez because let's be honest like, Lukaku is going to play because Mourinho doesn't always plays with a target man so mm-hmm. like he's not going to drop uh, he's not going to drop Lukaku at the moment anyway until he gets another 6 foot 4 although to be fair to Mourinho he's had absolutely no problem dropping Martial before for lesser players but why would, so. he, but why would he drop Martial Martial has like, been his best player of the last month like Martial should play every it's week. Mourinho, he makes no. He yeah. should, but he hasn't been playing yeah. even since the yeah. start of this season. He hasn't played every week. So yeah, I but that's, that's a, but, but yeah, my point. Is like if you're Martial, like you've played consistently brilliantly over the yeah. last month, and you were really good earlier on the season as well. Like why should you like at, well, at some point he's gonna have to just decide. Well, I want to play every week. I want to be the best. I want to be as good as I can be. Yeah. I, am I gonna get that sitting on the bench every week at Manchester United, sitting behind? 29 year olds who were who were on only, 505k yeah. a week oh this is interesting as well the uh the 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 figures that united are paying sanchez already ha- having a knock-on effect elsewhere because apparently paul Pogba's given an interview to the french press suggesting that he feels he should be on more than that so I'm surprised he doesn't have a higher highest earner clause yeah. i wouldn't be surprised if he, do, if he did if probably he does yeah uh, the way things have gone. Let's be yeah. honest, though. United are like the richest club in the world. They should be able to afford mm. to pay these guys like obscene. Oh, I'd say they can. They already yeah. they already have the highest wage bill in England, don't they? But like, yeah. prior to Sanchez's arrival, they. But were. in terms of their in terms of their like wage bill to turnover, I think it's still only like 
45% of their turnover goes mm. on wages, which is like way down compared to the rest of the top clubs. Yeah. So, well, I think, to be honest with you, I think that the Sanchez signing makes infinite sense from United's perspective. It's literally the only thing that they're missing is someone who makes games change. Mkhitaryan was yeah. meant to do that, but for various reasons, we don't know what goes on behind closed doors. It just hasn't worked out that way. He's never hit the ground running at United. Um, Racism. Hasn't been given much game time. Yeah. Mourinho hates Armenians. Anti Armenian, I was going to say, anti Armenian <laughs> bias. Uh, but it, it just hasn't worked. But he is the type of player, Sanchez, who I think he will make you. Yeah, it's tick, like, I mean, know. what I can see them doing now is they're going to start playing 4 4 1 1. Yeah. Yes. They're going to play, yeah. like, I think Martial can basically wave his team, slot a boy. Lingard's going to play on the left. Somebody will play on the right. Mata, isn't it usually Mata? Well, Mata doesn't run, so Mata yeah. won't play. Oh, Mata won't play. No, because then, then they're going to play. They're going to play Sanchez in behind Lukaku. Yeah, yeah. and that's just going to like they'll they'll probably bring they'll probably push Valencia further up and then bring Darmian back yeah. in or right yeah. back. And Pogba will have to play in central midfield where he's not good. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see because there's tons to wait, fix. Um, Canerli has a piece in the Times this morning, and he's basically talking about this, and it kind of he frames it as a deal that makes sense for both parties. Oh yeah, totally. They're they're getting rid of a player they that doesn't want to play for them. Um they're getting in a player of high quality in Mkhitaryan. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, like as well as well if, if it looks like they might be able to, they might be signing a Bermiang as well. Yeah. Which if they get a Bermiang and Mkhitaryan out of this window, they've done <coughs> exceptionally well. The only the only thing about Mkhitaryan is going to Arsenal. I I agree that it makes sense like in theory and in principle, but I don't think he's a player that they're missing. No, it's not. There's like, not really anything about uh, They could do it about Everyone in the world could do it about yeah. Mkhitaryan. There's not really anything he does that most of Arsenal's slim, creative players don't already give Well, them. you could argue he's better at it than all of them. Apart from... Yeah. Yeah. yeah, let's be honest. He's way, well, he's he's way well. better than the Wobie. Like, come on. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah. Like, you mean, Charles, you yeah. mean future Ballon d'Or winner, Alex of Wobie? Yeah. <sighs> Unbelievable. Yeah, no, but I mean, I think Mkhitaryan is like a genuinely elite level creative player yeah. whereas they haven't got that when Sanchez leaves other than Ozil but he's obviously he's gone as well and Flaky mm. uh, yeah, yeah. And being flaky. fair it's although like, he has been really good for about mm. the last two months but yeah, yeah I do get that, take that, that point that is the most assists from when he joined Arsenal than anybody else in the Premier League mm. so yeah the Alba well, one is very interesting yeah, because Elba's played with Mkhitaryan as well so. yeah. but does he play centrally which is pretty much what Elba's demanded at Dortmund of course he will he if, you're, if he's, a, he's going to be the record signing like he can over Lacazette yeah, he's, well, he's been terrible. Say. I would yeah. say he's been terrible since he's joined. Yeah. yeah. Well, he definitely hasn't scored enough. No, like, he there's, there's like, no I mean, two like, ways I'm around not being that. Funny, but like the, literally the only thing Lacazette does is score goals. Yeah. And when he doesn't score goals, he doesn't do anything else. Mm. He's basically he's a he's a poor man's Aguero. Well, when I say poor man's Aguero, I mean relatively poor man's Aguero. Yeah. Like all he done at um, Leon was it Leon? Yeah, it was Leon. Yeah. Uh, was score goals mm. like his his play was spectacular <laughs> off the wall. It's, it's and he's funny. gone to Arsenal and the same thing apart from score goals. It's funny. There's a. I think it was a, a scout at Manchester United, like one of the Mourinho scouts was asked to have a look at Lacazette and he came back and just said the exact same thing. He said, well, he doesn't really run that fast. He can't hold the ball up. He's not good in the air. He's not good at linking up play. Which he's great if you lay play, chances on a play for him because he'll finish from any angle, but he does nothing else. So Mourinho's like, Yep, move on. So yeah, Oof, so. I do. I do find it funny though. The uh, <laughs> Bermiang, like he's uh, done his best to 
done his best to cut sever ties with Dortmund the new in the last few weeks. At the weekend, he skipped their match to uh, go play five-a-side with his mates, and he wore a Dembele shirt, <laughs> which I thought was absolutely amazing. He has got a little bit of a, a little bit of a reputation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. while at Dortmund, he's a also, team player. What was the, what was the thing um, when he's first signed at Dortmund? Like, I can't remember. It was one of the first team coaches. Like, he just never turned up. He was always late. And they basically said, why the fuck are you always late? And he was just like, I like sleep. <laughs> and then and then he was like, oh, I appreciate your honesty, but you're going to get fined every time you turn up late. So he was just like, well, I'm on whatever it is a week. Find me. I don't care. That's crazy. Yeah. And then eventually they kind of went, we will terminate your contract mm. if you don't. He's stop. also loyal to, he's also a Thomas Tuchel loyalist. So uh, Thomas Tuchel, wildly unpopular at Dortmund. Everyone in the club hates him. So that wasn't, uh, that wasn't something that, did him any favors either he also show he used to celebrate when he used to celebrate with like putting a mask on his yeah, face yeah yeah, yeah the, the current Dortmund regime told him to stop doing that he's not allowed to do that anymore so he's like well I do what I want <laughs> so that sounds like he's, he's a fun character to add into the yeah, he is, yeah, though, yeah. He? Like, let's be honest like let's... add someone into the good boy club and make yeah. them you know make them who, who isn't a total tosser obviously yeah, yeah. <laughs> not naming any names it's a fine line Palmer, Southampton. Oh. A club in crisis now. Um, no, yeah. Use that are they? Do you think? Well, no. in the bottom three. Not a football yeah. to play, though. Yeah, yeah, but we're in the bottom three. Bottom three. <laughs> That's unacceptable. Yeah, uh, particularly given the squad. Yeah. What's the remedy? Would I just go. Would I? Let's <laughs> <laughs> just go off on one. It's, uh, it's like, like, as you know, in the fabled WhatsApp, WhatsApp in, the fa- in the fabled final third WhatsApp party thingamajig, I've been at every time we play, I'm just like sack him for like <laughs> months. I've been like, just get him out the door. He's useless. He hasn't a clue. It's like, and the problem is, it's like Southampton sacked well last season because basically of the conversion rate, hmm. right? And I, I'm not gonna lie, I, I, I want to well gone as well. Yeah, I thought it was just no like, tears shed anyway yeah. when he left. And um, because I like the conversion rate was hilariously bad. It was like the worst in the league. I'm pretty sure. But then this season. Like Pellegrino's come in and what he's done is masterfully he's fixed the conversion rate problem by just making the team take no fucking shots so there's nothing to convert which you know is a brilliant tactic give a man a problem you know he'll and provide like, you with he, a solution you can't, you can't deny he solved that problem yeah and then like his team selection at the start of the season was like Gabbiadini again is like is like Aguero and Lagazette minus all the goals he just does nothing <laughs> off the ball um, he played him for ages and then just left Charlie Austin on the bench for the whole time and then Charlie Austin comes back in scores buckets of goals and then goes oh you know it's brilliant Charlie's on such a good order of form it's like yeah imagine how Interesting. far up the table we'd be if he'd have played from the start of the season Yeah. and the football is like it's pretty bad as well it's like when the team have possession of the ball there's no tempo to the play nobody knows what to do with the ball like it's like he's co- like, like Alaves last season I think they averaged something like 38% possession in, in Spain so He's clearly good at coaching counter-attacking teams. Mm. Southampton aren't a counter-attacking team and never have been. It's like, obviously, when you're playing a big boy, you counter-attack as much as you want. But when you're playing the likes of West Brom, we're going to have more of the ball because we've got better footballers. And he does not know how to coach it. Hasn't a clue. He just needs to go. But like the other problem as well is that unlike Puel, there isn't actually that defensive unit kind of functioning. Yeah, but that's a lot of goals going in. Yeah, that's the problem. It's like obviously I I would attribute a lot of that to be down to Forster. Like he's been horrendous. Mm. Um, And like if you if you've got a defense with a goal with a goalkeeper that's playing that poorly behind them, Mm. they're gonna have no confidence. But when you look at some of the goals that Anthony gave away, like when you look at the Spurs goal at the weekend in the from the corner, 
what the fuck is that marking? Oh, yeah, just let the best goal scorer in the league have a run in your centre back. No bother, like. Mm-hmm. And then it's just like they play with a high line, but there's nobody in the back of pace. Wesley Hoot is terrified of anybody running. Um, Jack Stevens, I think, is a lost lamb because he's playing in a back four beside Wesley Hoot, who again, like, he's afraid of pace. Any center, any striker with pace, run at Wesley Hoot and you will score a goal. Simple as that. He's like, he is the he is the final bus stop before the goal. Oh, God. That's the way he is. Right. Like he's now, appro- he, now he's, approaching the Southampton yeah, goal. Now yeah, approaching, yeah. now approaching your, now approaching three points. <laughs> I never thought you'd but, be um, uh, you'd be longing for uh, Mario Shida. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's like Mario Yoshida is a better centre back than yeah. Wesley Hoot in my opinion, and that's that's it's 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 like. Oh, it's madness. And how how would the selection choice have gone so badly wrong though? Because Southampton are sort of known for, you know, I've p- actually, picking guys based I, on. I've honestly no idea. Like I don't know what they were thinking. Like I, to be honest, it's like I was I I was like at the start of the season I think they're going to hire Pellegrino. Mm. I wasn't like, oh yeah, I'm yeah, about yeah. that. But I was like, he's a decent coach, and maybe if he gets decent players, he'll do a better job. But if you're that good a coach in counterattacking football, you're not going to be a good coach when you've got the ball. Yeah. Well, he's a Rafa disciple, like so. I can't like Southampton should have known that this is what they're going to get. Like a guy yeah. who doesn't he doesn't inspire confidence. I know that's yeah. almost zero to do with on pitch performance, but, he, no, but when I you look at him speak, you're kind of like, ooh. I remember one of the things you said to me like earlier on in the season. It was like, um, um, it was like he was talking in a post match, and he said this was like four games in, and he was he said something like, um, oh well, maybe I shouldn't be here. And it's like, mate, <laughs> you're four that, games yeah, yeah. into the season. What the fuck are you talking about? This is Moisean levels of negativity. Oh, yeah, yeah. Jesus. And, um, yeah, I just don't think he's the right fit. And I don't know why they've labored so long in sacking him. This I would have is sacked the incredible him thing. Ages ago. Yeah. Like, there's no. And, like, the thing is, it's like people will say, oh, well, you've played well against Tottenham at the weekend. I don't, like, top six, fuck off. You can't judge a manager on the top six yeah, game because yeah. you don't need to do much coaching in a top yeah. six game. And he you can have his counter attacking ball as well, exactly. as you say, so. You send the players out on a pitch in a, in a top six game, they're up for it. Because without being cynical, if they play well in the top six game, they're more likely to get sold to a big club. You like just, it's, you just it's mean facts. Liverpool, don't you? But anyway, there's, no, there's no one yeah, else that they move yeah. Liverpool. But um, <laughs> yeah, you get sold to Liverpool. And like this was typical of the James Ward-Prowse performance. He's largely been useless for most of his career. It's like, he's, it's like oh, he takes a good set piece. Oh, he takes a good set. He takes a good... It's like, yeah, what else do you do? <laughs> he takes a good set piece <laughs> good crosser yeah good crosser, crosser the, ball. the ball and like he plays well against Tottenham and he played well last week as well but the thing is but like, there's no consistency and yeah. like he, like as I said nobody knows what they're doing on the ball when they have it. and how can you win a football match if you don't know how to open up the opposition what do you like just <sighs> sorry to jump in Rob but Palmer would you want Marco Silva I know you just said that you want Marco Silva but would you not think that like given his track record of uh, flirtations with other clubs that he might just go in the summer if ever didn't come calling do you know who I genuinely like who I would really like the guy from Bristol City oh um I can't remember his name ah uh, what's his name oh I know Gary the... let's say his name is Gary it is Gary it's Gar- oh it's it's something Johnston isn't it is it Gary Johnson Gary, Gary Johnson, Johnson might be the dad Gary Rowett the second no no I'll look it up I'll yeah. look it up but um I'm pretty sure Gary Johnson is the father who is he's like a venerable old coach of English football but his, it's his son who is in charge yeah. Lee, Lee Johnson yeah. Lee, Lee Johnson, Johnson. There we go. and yeah. it, it, like that's actually that's actually an interesting shout because they, they kind of like the thing I would say it's like I am genuinely only saying this off the back of the cup run yeah like, I've, like I'm not gonna lie well, look I'm not gonna lie look where they are in the championship yeah, you just have to, yeah exactly and like considering that they, and like the thing you have to take into the championship position as well is that they've lost Tammy Abraham yeah. that, that was true like literally all of their goals last season mm. and um, I think just the way he sets up his teams 
is incredible. I know this kind of contradicts the point where I said I don't care about like how a team performs against a big club. But when you're working with championship players, like even if they get themselves up for the game, they're not going to be able to put in that sort of performance mm-hmm. without an adequate level of coaching. And I think the way Bristol City play is a good way to play. Like they play with the ball, they play yeah, nice football. Absolutely. And I think that's what Southampton want. And I and and I think he will promote from within as well, which yeah. Puel hadn't done, Coleman hadn't done. And then Pellegrino brings on fucking Obafemi. Yeah. Um, the big problem with uh, with Marco Silva coming in is that he does seem to want to sign his own players. Um, mm. Which, like, obviously nowadays and the way a lot of cl- pro- more progressive clubs, if you like, are run, is a bit of a problem. Um, he still seems to be able to work with players, Silva, like that that aren't, say, his picks or whatever. Like, I think he did really well with the, like we said earlier, like the, the, just the hodgepodge that you get at Wofford. Like, it's just like players that you've one time seen on a European football show just seem to be there for some reason. <laughs> oh, yeah, he used to play for you Swallow. Know. Oh, there's Yeah, there's a bounce to them, happening. though. Like, yeah, yeah. And, and like, they seem to do pretty decent of it yeah. as well. But it's, anyway. It's like, to be honest, I wouldn't mind because I think Silva is content enough if you just kind of go, right, you can sign yeah. two, or two players and we'll sign the rest. And he'd be like, yeah, Grant, just give me my key players and that's fine. Because I think the players we have would suit his style of play. Like, if yeah, you look at how Hull played and how they and um, how Watford played at the early part of the season, like, that's perfect for him. Yeah. Like, I think Tadic under Marco Silva will be unbelievable. Mm. He's been an un, unexploited niche in football. Yeah. Tadic. <laughs> he's, he's clearly an ambitious man, Silva. The, 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 I'd say the everything thing is a learning curve from how to behave when, when, when that big opportunity comes again. And I, and I do firmly believe it will come again. Yeah. Um, it, it could have been handled differently, but I again the likes of a job like like Everton is they don't come up very often. Everton aren't really renowned for sacking coaches. Yeah. You know, I know recent history, but well, given how bad they've been recently, wouldn't yeah. be surprised about it. Yeah. If Laird Samuel is uh, back on the beach in Portugal pretty there's soon, a, or back re- over in Qatar with Keezy yeah. and Crazy crying about not having a job. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's in, like like just to just to kind of close out the Southampton thing. It is interesting that they've they've not acted quicker in in replacing them. In that, like, I don't think Southampton are. You know, doomed or you know in, in really yeah. deep trouble say because I think that a lot of the teams down there are absolutely shite I really do I just there's definitely three worst teams yeah like, I think Swansea yeah. are a lot worse um I don't know about Stoke but West Brom. say Stoke West, West Brom, Brom if West Brom get a striker I think they'll be all right yeah. to be honest with you but um oh, I don't know like there's definitely three worst teams anyway yeah um I don't think we have to be worried about genuinely going down but the fact that there's a discussion about it at all is unacceptable yeah but you don't want to be in the bottom three second this, half of yeah. the season at all but it's just it's one of those things where three wins in the next say seven games and I'd say Saints to be out of the really it's just like that you know but they do need to I would say but it's, it's, like the, it's high time to get rid of Pellegrino <clears throat> that's, the, that's what I'm that's what I'm saying it's like that's yeah. why I'm worried it's like it's like three wins is as you say will be enough but it's getting them three wins yeah. the, the teams he puts out and the tactics he plays <laughs> three wins doesn't look likely yeah mm. And yeah, we were we were excited to get your sort of Southampton take because it's it's always interesting to get like an inside view on something that we can see from the outside. It's clearly not working, yeah. you know what I mean? But it's 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 how and why is and absolutely horrendous. Yeah, it's, there's nothing worse than uh Well, uh, hopefully you don't actually go down and have to play in the championship every week. Yeah, I had enough that's already. good. Well, you at least use one handily at the weekend. Yeah, one fixture of the forty fucking <laughs> six. It's like the wins are so fleeting and the defeats don't matter. It's, uh, <laughs> it's just that's the championship it's like who's three points is it anyway exactly yeah. unless you're like unless you're in the automatic two like it's Tim, just Tim Sherwood would be fucked in the championship but you know yeah. you, win, you just won't have a, you wouldn't have a win ratio yeah, because it's it. just, it just means nothing yeah there's too many games well, he also wouldn't have a win ratio because he's a terrible coach there's yeah. that there's that to, to contend with as well we'll we'll scoot over into Serie A then Connor um, Atlanta Napoli this was the big game of the weekend the one where we kind of thought we, we spoke uh 
week before last about how Napoli had found ways to win when they weren't necessarily playing well or when they dominated they they previously hadn't found ways through but um they did it yeah an absolutely enormous win even more enormous because that like, they'd only won one of the last six meetings against Atalanta they were beaten by them a couple of weeks ago in the cup and yeah like we kind of looked at this and thought this is probably a game where Napoli are yeah. going to drop points where Juve are going to overtake if, them if your Scudetto charge is going to falter at any point when you have a narrow one point lead it was going to be in yeah. Bergamo but well, let's be honest be. We, know, we know they're just going to like drop points against like fucking Kievo now or something <laughs> we said that <laughs> like uh, yeah this was like think about they're not really shit team who have like never won they've won once from oh Benevento. Benevento they've yeah, changed yeah, it all just, around now it's, yeah. Yeah. It, well they lost at the weekend but it's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> New Year, not so much. <laughs> but like they've got more points than than when last we spoke. Put it oh, that way. Okay. So yeah. yeah, but uh, yeah. So like the thing was about this game was the Atalanta. They've been brilliant like over the last few months, and they're brilliant counterattacking people. Like Napoli just restricted them to nothing. Like they had one shot in the entire ninety minutes, and this is happening quite frequently. Napoli just squeezed the life out of you. They keep the ball so well. Uh, and they press you so well that you just don't have a chance they just suffocate you and they did just control this game from start to finish the only question was whether or not they'd get the goal yeah absolutely um, but yeah they did like Mertens popped up with it yet again like he's like it's ridiculous how many goals he's got since he's moved into the centre so yeah it's a huge win for them um, and they have a four point gap Juve play tonight play in Genoa they will win yeah, yeah. let's be honest um, but it is it, it's good they just need to keep winning like they have nothing else to play for like they're out of the like, Cup Italia there's literally no point in them targeting the Europa League. Like, yeah. what the fuck does the Europa League? We were kind of speaking about this before we started to record. Look, just looking at you know, you can see like the the win ratio or the the last few results. And since they, you were saying, since they've lost to Juve, it's what one draw, five wins. Yeah, so, so they've responded really decent. well. Um, right. like last season, last season their entire season fell apart in October. Like they lost four games and they didn't lose a game for the rest of the season apart from that. So they literally just lost it in that chunk of games. So perhaps now that they had a winter break and all that as well. They've yeah. got over the hump. And as you say, be realistic. Don't try for the Europa League. There is no point because yeah. the end result is a Champions League spot, which they have yeah. if they finish in the top four now with this new cheaty UEFA system coming in. Where <laughs> yeah. We want the quality for all, yeah. except for the shit ones. Except for <laughs> the people that need it most. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, massive win. Um, Hopefully that might mean there's less chance of Celtic being in the Champions League next year. Uh, will that ever truly happen? I don't think so. Um, Connor Clancy, who we spoke to on the pod a few weeks ago, was, was over there and he, he informed me that everything by the result was perfect. So... At least he had a good time. Um, a, but he, he, everything by the result, of course the result is perfect because it keeps Juve four for, points away from the For top. anyone who's not black or white or <laughs> yeah. an Atalanta fan, yeah, it's, it's a pretty perfect result. Uh, he should know <laughs> that he should sacrifice these three points because it's yeah. pretty great and common. <laughs> Give goal. up your wonderful run. Yeah. Uh, we'll scoot over to Spain then, Palmer, because 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 you're here. Yeah, thanks. Uh, and we'll talk about the, um, the, the Saudi Arabianization of La Liga. Oh, yeah. The totally not dodgy transaction between the Spanish league and a, random, a load of random Saudi Arabia. Leagues clubs. always buy players centrally. And then just give them to teams? Some teams. Some, Some teams, teams, yeah. Not, All teams not, are equal, but part of the top four. It's like the, yeah. thing, the thing I was expecting when I seen this, it was like, I was sort of came, I came across it last night, like, and I put it into the group and I was like, lads, what's going on? And um, it's it was like, I was looking at the clubs that they gave it to and I was like, oh yeah, by the lead yeah that's fine down down the leagues a bit and then it was like Villarreal and it's like what it's, it's like what are they doing it's like I've I can't even tell you if any of these players are any good because I obviously I am not the biggest fan I'm not gonna lie to you here on this podcast I'm not gonna lie and say that I watch Saudi Arabian football bigot 
It's not. <laughs> it's not known as a as a hotbed of football. I'm pretty sure the, the only time I've seen inside a Saudi Arabian football stadium was on Snapchat when they showed all the women being led into the stadium oh, for yeah. the first time. Yeah, well, and that's my go. extent of knowledge of Saudi yeah. Arabian football. But, I, um, yeah, I think it's a very slippery slope to be going down for leagues. For, obviously, for leagues like obviously I know like I think the MLS do it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they. they well, they would that. centrally buy. Yeah. yeah, but that's dodgy but, um, as hell and keeps being restructured yeah. to suit certain clubs. And I'm pretty sure that's it's more or less they're trying to copy what NFL have with the centralized system yeah. and all that kind of stuff. But anyway, it's a financial protection, I think, as yeah. well, which I think the league may have outgrown. To be honest, now they don't yeah. need it anymore. But you know, but I think big European leagues. Okay, let the second biggest league in Europe buying club buying players from an oil rich nation with lots of petrol money. It's dodgy as like it's kind of it's kind of the 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 danger that always lurks when you've got this huge money involved. Mm. Um, the temptation's always there to make these kind of deals that are they're just so nakedly unethical. Like yeah. there's no there's no real reason for this to occur. Like and then to distribute them to the clubs that, as we've kind of cynically alluded to, like that none of the clubs that are they weren't given to Real Madrid, they weren't given to Barcelona, yeah. they weren't given to even Sevilla. Yeah, Real I was very surprised by though. Like that's very probably given their financial situation maybe that yeah they need like, i mean they're not to... the biggest club they've got a tiny yeah. stadium and they're not the most marketable thing in the world so i'd say yeah. it was probably like here take this player and we'll give you four billion euro yeah. like I don't know. or say no and you might get some you know really dodgy referees <laughs> say no and we will bomb your village <laughs> say hello to la liga too yeah <laughs> but uh but yeah no just just such a bizarre sort of story you'd, you'd almost think it was Sort of made up or you know like I, it's very sort of like a football was to enter dystopia this is the first step yeah like it's really the, the only thing i can think weird. of that's sort of reminiscent of it in european football and I, I'd, I'd actually love to hear if listeners can think right, of anything similar up the Gaddafi thing? i was gonna bring up the Gaddafi <laughs> thing is, is Gaddafi's son getting signed by fucking inter like or inter juve sorry yeah. uh and i i just can't think of anything similar where I suppose Ibar signed that player, but that was to sell, sell shirts. They well, he's actually good. He's Taki actually Inoue. good. Taki yeah, he's actually a good player. Southampton and he does it. George Weah's cousin. <laughs> <laughs> that was a soonest, though. Yeah, like that was a soonest. That was a total soonest. Yeah. Um, but it, it is so weird. Like, I mean, I just I would love to be a fly on the wall in that in the when like a Saudi representative yeah. came over and visited Javier Tibas. Remarkable that like, they that they made it to the meeting, given that they're always the board members are always on holiday. Yeah. 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 There's certainly not fucking timetable in the pictures. It's anyway. just so bizarre because I don't understand. Like, if you give money, you get influence, fine. But why do you have to sign players? Like, it's not going to increase interest in Saudi Arabia, I imagine, in La Liga. They no. probably already watch it. And they definitely don't watch Viadolid. Yeah. yeah. So, like, it's it's so weird. Like, it's like, if they, if, like, if, for example, um, a Chinese business person came over and was like, take these Chinese players and I will give you lots of money. Mm. That's fine. They have a World Cup coming up. Yeah. Saudi Arabians don't have anything coming up. Mm. yeah true they don't have a world cup they don't have any championships yeah. that would be relevant to european football yeah i get yeah um, like that they need yeah it's just like i think that's gonna like i'd say in about probably like even two or three years that something very shady is gonna come out like, on the back of that even if they've done something similar to say what like um uh south korea or japan did where they got like german coaches in yeah and south mm. korea wanted to play german ball as it were that'd be fine like or say sign a deal you take these guys into academies and maybe we'll get some really good Saudi Arabian Spanish influenced players mm. but that's not what happened just, like, <laughs> so they haven't taken any coaches from what I've read yeah and they haven't done anything that would improve the infrastructure of Saudi Arabian football they've literally just taken eight Saudi players <laughs> and put them in random clubs and like it's not as if they've like you say like they haven't tried to like 
inculcate a Spanish football culture. And like, you know who their previous coach was? He's left the job now. They got to the World Cup. Berfin Marowijk. Oh, yeah. So it's not, you know what I mean? Like, anti-football isn't really covering it. Yeah. So, you know, it's not as if they've spent years trying to develop something and now this is just the next step. You know, it, it doesn't, I don't know. Like, I, I can't get my head around it. It doesn't, I understand greasing wheels and palms and everything else. I get influence of money. I just don't understand what putting nine... They're obviously not very good mm. Saudi Arabian footballers. It's like, yeah, exactly. Like something that I seen under the comments of the article I was reading um, was, it was like, oh, well, this guy is pretty good. And it was like, well, if he's good enough, a club would have bought him. Yeah. A league yeah. would not have bought him. A club would have came in for him and, and bought him. the likes of Sevilla or Atletico would be like, or yeah, Atletico would be like, give us him. Yeah. We'll, we'll take we'll him. We'll take him, no bother. Yeah. But oh, it's just so strange. Like, I think, the uh, like, honestly, like one of the things um, just after coming to me um, is that Bakambu from Villarreal is after going to China. Hmm. So maybe the Saudi players replacement for him, but like that's a logical that's a logical yeah. one if that turns out to be true. Fair enough. But it's oh, it's just so shady. Look, like, we'll watch it progress because what you can do then is after you've got another event because something else will have to happen now. We'll see a deal being signed or something because La Liga previously to me I would have associated with Chinese money. Yeah, there's loads of it in um in in the league and around in investments, but now we suddenly have this. So I know I know from reading like various like Sid Lowe and the likes that La Liga is trying to get the financial leverage to be up with the Premier League so maybe it's something that in some way ties into that yeah, either Saudi that. Arabia has the money hmm. you know if clubs start getting sent weapons <laughs> like this will be the next yeah. step maybe they're just testing the water see if there's a European market some, for their products some surplus US <laughs> missiles end up in La Liga we'll just we'll know we'll, we'll, we'll know what was so up so what happened to the camera oh, <laughs> I lost the class go there you go uh, we also want to talk about Barca just because I don't think anybody seen it go this no. way and Except they've just Adam. been re- yeah, yeah well, of course. he's American so yeah he's a- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fucking valleys boy um, but yeah um, they've just they've been like really good just ridiculous yeah. and I love um, I love like I don't know if you watched the game last night but Messi had his typical ridiculous game against Betis when he just like skinned everybody mm. he got a standing ovation from the Betis yeah, fans. Seen, yeah. yeah it's amazing yeah. But, he's um, uh, what was it <laughs> he's first in goal scored in the league this year with 19 He's first in assists with nine. He's first in dribbles per game with 5.8. He's second in key passes. And he Fanny. To, and he, second? He, oh, he has, useless. Slipping. He has the most man in the matches, which is 15. And uh, he has the best like who scored rating, which is 8.9. Useless. It's just incredible. Yeah. Wouldn't even stoke, though, would he? Nah. So, I cannot remember who tweeted it, but just the phrase was very catchy and I liked it. It was, uh, the best there is, the best there's ever been. Yep. Yeah, I don't think there's much. That's, uh, that. that's robbed from uh, Brett the Hitman Hart, the uh, Canadian wrestler. <laughs> there you go. Bester, I get wrestling me. Bester was the Bester is the Bester was the Bester ever will be. So we will retire that saying and yeah. never use. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was just for that was just for Steve. Fuck that. Yeah. This is why editing is made. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, it's like they're fantastic. It's like um, like I I had big doubts about Valverde coming in. I didn't think he was a good enough coach. But do you think that, like, just to be just to be cynical and just to try to ruin it, um, do you think that there's an, an element to this that's similar to what Enrique did? That Barca had good players already, or has he actually changed the way they play or changed things about them and made them better? No, I think he's made them a lot better, to be honest. I think, like, <clears throat> with Enrique, you've seen towards the end, um, there was a lot of... You could see clicks that were forming behind the scenes, and, like, on the pitch, it showed there was very little fluidity... Right, like when we talk about Barcelona when we say there was very little fluidity they were still the best passing team in the world yeah, yeah. but relatively speaking they were bad compared to past yeah, Barca teams sure but um, Valverde just came in and he's a lot more hands on like he's an actual coach who coaches 
and does coaching. Yeah, it's... Um, which is very different to Enrique, but um, <laughs> like I, th- I think he's gone in. He's made things simple. He's, he's rebuilt them from the ground up tactically. They still play a, a similar brand of football, but there's little idiosyncrasies there that are different sure. to Enrique. It's a lot more controlled at the back. They're a lot more solid. Um, Ter Stegen has been given a bigger role, I think, as well, in terms of building out from the back, which is very, I think, important. What Wolf already wants to do, like you see with uh, Kepa at Balbao before he left. He was building him into this next big sort of ball playing keeper and like it's, he's continued to develop fantastically but I think <clears throat> there's just no stopping Barcelona I think it's going to be another another sort of generational thing of yeah these are going to be brilliant again when he gets everything in order like because obviously it's an aging squad as well so he has to sort of deal with that sort of transition to, yeah which is this, be that's actually a good point um the other thing as well is it's probably one of those seasons where it's been so comfortable for them at the top they've just been so good that if they don't have a decent tilt at the Champions League it'll actually feel disappointing mm. you know I know it sounds weird but just that, it's one of those things where you kind of go, mm, league plus something. Well, they'll be knocked the out by thinking, Chelsea you know? and their uh, six foot five bean pole target man. Ashley Barnes, Ziggy yeah. Chatrick. Yeah. <laughs> Ashley Barnes, Boyle Hitch from like 40 yards out. <laughs> Chelsea's transfer. <laughs> Rumours, it has to be said. Yeah. Rumours. They but are so banterful, though. Then Chelsea's such an open club for leagues that pretty much everything you hear out of the club is, is usually fucking true. See Hazard, by the way. No, well, Hazard said uh, yesterday. He's like, "Well, I don't see the need for a target man when when you have players like myself, Willian, Morata, Batshuayi. Like, you just play with the ball on the ground because that's the way football should be played. If you want to play with, you can tell. If you want to play long Mourinho. balls, yeah. He's like, when you want to play with long balls, you you play a target man. Something I don't get as well is like he's going for a target man when Morata's best attribute is arguably how good he is in the air. Yeah, it's like, I just don't understand. It's it's a really like. He, I think the thing as well is that Chelsea seem to be trying to sign players, but they don't know if they're, they're going to have Conte, Conte in the summer, yeah. which is really bizarre because what do you, what do you do then if yeah. you know? It's like Conte's kind of going right. I want to be Carlos Carvajal for a second, right? I want this lobster target man, and then Chelsea are like, we literally don't know if you're going to be here in six months. We will give you this sardine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want like yeah. we will but, give you this to make you happy. The reason why Conte is the reason why Conte is uh, uncertain about his future is because the club have basically they've they've given him no assurances as to what like it's just it's you can just you can like you can picture it in your head the way Chelsea works is like Abramovich speaks to nobody so <laughs> ab- apart from your one Marina whatever her name is Marina and the families of the people who's had killed as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> happy, yeah. uh, allegedly yeah. I'm not going to get sued by or yeah. killed if I disappear you'll know why so, yeah. <laughs> he speaks to Marina Gaviscon who's like the chief executive and then she relays down to the rest of the board who then speak to Conte so it's like Conte doesn't have any direct line to Abramovich so it's just like this fucking filter of Chinese whispers and yeah. it's like, why, what, like he's why would he stay? Like, if he's not being offered assurances of like, like, look at look at how well City are playing. Look how good they're going to be next season. Look at the backing that like Liverpool have put in to Klopp. Like, look at the money the United are spending. Like, Chelsea won't, keep, won't be able to compete with these clubs if they don't have like a plan in place. But yeah. they're not going to back. That's on absolutely those, so. right. Is, they should have um, done what? They should have got the FA to sign some Saudi Arabian players. Yeah, nine. <laughs> nine Saudi Arabian target men. Nine. Yeah, surely one of them would have been one of the, <laughs> one of them fit, the six foot five bill. Yeah. yeah. Yes, that would have been. Uh, we should mention uh, Leon, of course, beating PSG, which is just oh. just incredible scenes at the end, which kind of shows you, I think, where uh, where PSG are at, what what it is to beat them. Yeah, I think at that. What this like, what, time, a, what a ridiculous oh. goal by yeah. by Memphis the Pie to win. Uh, sorry, Memphis the fraud. The fraud. 
<laughs> I do get, I just want to say, I think there are times when you watch the pie play where you can see why perhaps he <laughs> is never going to be an elite player. Yeah. Uh, did you watch his celebration? No. He, it's just, I know you're reading too much into it, but obviously he wants to take his top off to show you his tiger tattoo on his back. Uh, and it doesn't work from the first time. So when the whole euphoria has died down, he still does it. And you're going to like, that's the most stupid yellow card I <laughs> yeah. could think of. Like, and you're kind of looking at it going, like, "Funny, can see why you might not be." Yeah, uh... it was like what, like what a time to get the goal though. Like, oh, it was amazing. Yeah. And, yeah, and, and bonus marks to uh, Leon as well for playing like "Can't Stop" by the Chili Peppers as their goal music, <laughs> which is just so much better than fucking Seven Nation Army. Oh, are you sure? Yeah. I, don't, I don't think that song's been overused at all. Yeah. Or, or what's the other one that gets played everywhere? Uh, oh, uh, I've got a feeling my Black Eyed Peas, the oh, worst Jesus. song in the history of the world. Oh no! That word, other, like no. every Seven Nation Army is good. Yeah, yeah. the know? original one, not it, the not the shit dance remix that no, gets played. No, and in. it works, like you know, for yeah. for various sporting events. But yeah, no, I've got a feeling it's just it's pants. Although, yeah, to be fair, Leicester played Kasabian, which is pretty good. Well, they uh, yeah, yeah, that mix. Well, they probably they probably have to. Yeah, it's the only thing Leicester have produced ever. True. Yeah, but and Walker's Chris. Oh yeah, that's yeah. true. Like yeah, I take that back. I think he's Sid Lowe from Leicester. Have I got that right? No, um, I don't think so. He's from like Sheffield or something. Oh yeah, that's yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, Leon, like the thing, I saw somebody tweeting, it might have been Andy Brassel, or he either retweeted it or tweeted it. He just said that in like years to come, we're going to look back on this Leon team and just like find it remarkable that they were all playing mm. together because he reckons they're just all going to go to top clubs. There's a guy in midfield called called uh, Tan, 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 Tangu Dombele, I think is how you pronounce his name. Spelt Dombele with an N at the front of it, so... Um, he's oh, I see it, I see it, yeah. 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 Mm, mm. Not, yeah. Dombele? I'm not even going to try. I'm no. racist anyway, it's okay. <laughs> there's, um, there's clearly something cultural going on. Yeah, yeah. He's, anyway. uh, but he, yeah, he's on loan from Amens. And, like, he's just been ridiculous in midfield. And then, obviously, did Fakir as well, who is a joke. Like, yeah. Fakir is an insane player. Fakir is the one... Fakir is the one. Had yeah. he not, I think, broken his leg last season, I think it was, or, or out of that an ACL tear. Yeah. It was something horrific and time-consuming. Yeah, big time. But he is he is insane. Um, the, thing, the interesting thing, though, about Leon is that people say that, like, oh, yeah, you know, they'll be sold for, for X, Y, Z. But the whole point of moving to this new stadium was that they might they would increase the revenue, increase attendance, and mm. not have to do that as much anymore. You're That's still, why they've been selling at the rate they had for the last two seasons. Yeah, but if, if you're... They're probably still trying to pay it off, though, yeah, to be fair. And also, Half was paid by the French FA because it was done for Euro 2016. And also, if you're... And they got naming rights on it as well because it's meant to be called the Stade de Lumiere, but it's not. But they are a French club. And they are a French club. And uh, if you're a fake here and PSG offer you 350 grand a week, you're not yeah. going to turn that down. Well, this is also a thing. Yeah. Um, this is, a, it's, it's wages. Like players, players, in theory, playing for Lyon is great. Like it's a fantastic stadium. You're almost certain you'll be at least in the Champions League group stage every year. Um, but, and you might have a chance if PSG have an off year win the league. But if you're, in that situation, you can just go to PSG and earn like three times what you're earning. Yeah. Or you can go to somewhere in the Premier League and earn three times what you're earning. They so. need to find themselves another Emirate that'll like compete with, uh, yeah. with Qatar. Because they don't have good relations with the other Emirates. So, you know, you, you could definitely get some kind of edgy political rivalry going on there. <laughs> That'd yeah. be good. Get that going. It's, it's somebody needs to come in and, and spend, like we thought Monaco would do it, but uh, it's just going to kill Ligue off, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, they'll still imagine produce the best talent how, um, in Europe. But. Imagine a good PSG are going to be when they get a coach who's like good. <laughs> yeah. when you, like on the level that yeah. PSG require with It'll the players they have. It'll always be the hang-up though, won't it? You know, yeah. that, that, you know, you, it's like, what's the point? You'll have a Rogers situation where you're winning leagues and people just won't think anything of it. Yeah. Um, 
And then, so that was the thing. It's like when Roger set that record, it's like 69, nice. 69, like... Um, <laughs> games unbeaten. Uh, yeah. Games unbeaten. Yeah. It's like, yeah, but like, you don't know with Celtic and Scotland. Yeah. Who gives a fuck? You, 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 be, you be fucking cowed and beat. Like, yeah. Well done. Like, oh, so well done. Yeah. Stenner, wow. <laughs> it's like yeah. when he lost to Hearts, like it meant that he'd lost to as many uh, Scottish teams as he'd lost to Gibraltar teams in charge of Celtic. Like, Jesus. So. And like, what was, um, what was the other ridiculous, like stupid unbeaten run? It was like, um, remember when Huddersfield went on beating for like 52 games and they didn't get promoted <laughs> it's like what's the fucking point it's like when Lee Clark I think was in charge they it went was Lee Clark 52 yeah. games but like they had um, that was my phone but um, they had they had I think it was like they were unbeaten for 52 games but they drew like 27 of them so it's like what's Jesus. the point of going on an unbeaten run for yeah. that long if you're not gonna you know if, you leader. know if people aren't talking about a, a winning streak that it's not necessarily the best thing in the world yeah that's why in a way it's probably good that City did lose to Liverpool last week because it takes the pressure off yeah, relatively yeah. because that's what happens with all of these unbeaten runs I remember like Arsenal's mad unbeaten run when they the the Invincibles the next season after that like they they made it to like 49 games but like a good few of those games in the last like 10 or so were draws it was just that they, they got to the point where it was like an effort just to yeah. win and it was so much pressure on them that they didn't play anywhere near their best and were just kind of grinding out like draws and stuff so it happened with Inter or with Juve as well no not, not so much with Juve no not so much with Juve let's be fair it's <laughs> like uh, the only the only time I ever every time I hear people talk about unbeaten runs specifically not like winning streaks I just think of Ireland going into Euro 2012 Do you remember we were on like a 29 game unbeaten run yeah. that went well no, yeah. but the, yeah, but you know, the thing about that is as well. It's like when Orly go on a beat run. It's like, oh, what, te- what teams did you, did you like? Did you keep it? Did you not lose against? And it's like, was it Germany? Was it no? It was Moldova and Montenegro oh, in the rain? San Marino, yeah. Oh man, it's yeah. always oh man. Yeah. I'd say they're absolutely devastated that UEFA Nations League is coming in. Oh yeah, who's gonna play oh man now? Yeah. yeah. Better yet, who's going to play Ireland at, at Craven Cottage for some reason? Yeah, yeah. That, like why? I, direct flights like, to London. It's like oh, we're playing in a we're playing a glamour tie. It's like. In Craven Cottage. In really? Craven Cottage, yeah. <laughs> Big uh, Irish community in that part of London. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, I doubt it. One of the well, weirdest... English back in the day would not have let Irish people live in that part of the, of London. <laughs> True. Like, mad. Yeah. A little bit of a guy club there. Full of Irish. Really? Yeah. It's about to be consumed when R- it ends. Roy's Lips, a big community. It's near enough, you know. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> another story for another day, I'm afraid. Um, that is about it for the pod. This is this actually Connor's last pod, we should say, no, before we before we go in. Uh, while, he's in the, while he's resident in the Republic of Ireland for a while. Yeah. You're off to Toronto. Yes, I am. I'm off to Canada for a year. He's going to blaze it up. He's going to, yeah. <laughs> well, it'd be rude not to, wouldn't it? Um, <laughs> make, uh, make do with the those regulations. Um, yeah, so I'll be gone for a while. But I'm sure I'll dip in and out the Skype. Skip A. Yeah. Skip A. Yeah. There you go. What was it? So before you go, what was your Italian story, Palmer, that you had? Oh, yeah. I'll save it for the bar. Okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> because it's yeah. a bit long. Libelous. We've gone over a bit. Okay. Fair gone on for a bit, indeed. Yeah, I should say point, obviously, mandatory yeah, uh, sure. before he leaves. There you go. So send your well wishes to uh, to Connor when he's on his way to uh, another continent. New new beginnings, new yeah. journey. Yeah, we're now, that's, we're now two, two, two members down, but... Yeah, core man. Stop fucking leaving. <laughs> it's like, yeah. yeah, there you go. Yeah, I don't think it's really hit her yet. Like, but I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, actually, that is true. That and I've tried weird. to avoid all. Weird. I've tried to avoid all emotion over the last week. So. Yeah. If you should actually point out just for people who are listening, like, what are we talking about? Adams, obviously. Adams is in LA at the moment. Yeah. And LA, like Connor's so. abandoning his poor parents. Yeah. yeah. Adams mm. over there eating. Your sister's still here anyway. So. Vi- vitamins. Mm. He calls them vit- vitamins now. Oh. Yeah. That was when he said that on the Skype recently. I was like, uh, yeah, you've become Americanized. It's vitamins. If he goes back and he says Jaguar, <laughs> I'm actually going to hit him in the face. Aluminum. 
And it's how you... Yeah, or tomatoes. <laughs> the aluminum actually makes sense. I'll give him that. It, there's an eye in it. <laughs> it doesn't. It's I, aluminium. I think aluminum sounds better. I think no, I, it doesn't. I, I, much prefer, I have to say I much prefer it. As, well, a, as far as Americanisms go, that's... No. There's an eye. They're just leaving out of a crucial vowel. Uh, I, did, did I, I forgot to say, actually, the last time we brought up Americanisms on the pod, we got yeah, some can I feedback on this one. <laughs> can I do this one? Last time we brought Americanisms on the pod... I swear to God, there, um, there's a lady who listens called Susie, and um, she linked me this um, thing, and it was like, uh, how do these two words sound the same? And it was pony, and then the American word for baloney, right? Which is spelled B-O-L-O-G-N-A. Yeah. And I was like, pony and bologna do not sound anything alike. No. I had to have this Americanism explained to me, because I was like... <laughs> I was having like a mental breakdown. I, I honestly don't get out. that at all. No, no, like, and it's like, why would you call it? Like, have you seen what bologna is? Yeah. But bologna is like if you've ever seen lunch and roll. Yeah. That's what bologna is to these Americans mm. and their ways. And their ways. <laughs> Nothing Italian about it. Yeah. Although I do think uh, in that conversation, I do think we 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 could try to use awesome sauce more. I do think that's something that I could definitely oh, fit I in. I, I've got awesome. time for it. I'll I'll I just put it that awesome. way. Well, Rob, you can't say awesome. It just makes me vomit. Really? Yeah. It's, I can't it's wait for after this podcast. <laughs> it's, it's one of my least favorite words. <laughs> well, we have freedom of expression, freedom of speech. Rob, yeah. you can use what you want. Fair. And, and Palmer, you can I'll rebuke tell you that. I'll tell you why. The reason I hate awesome is because everybody says awesome, but they don't mean what it actually means i get you they just say yeah. awesome it's like for like oh that's cool it's like no i have not been struck by awe here <laughs> my, like, my awe is not summed yeah. there is no yeah yeah anyway this 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 is dragged on this this <laughs> we, has rambled we should actually start doing a podcast we should record a football podcast and then a three men three relatively young men yeah. ramble at Americanisms <laughs> this week in Americanisms see that, that the way time passes that could very quickly just become three angry old men yeah, yeah. So. true actually yeah. well I've got the grey hair so. it's got the potential to get grumpy very quickly <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway that's about it from us this week um, you can get in touch with us on Facebook and Twitter at the final underscore third let us know about your thoughts relating to anything we've brought up in this pod so there are so many different varied and unimportant conversations that we've had that you can uh, that you can react to uh, we'll be back next week um in what way and with in what format and with whom we don't know but we but we it, to me but we, <laughs> we, we we will uh lads it's goodbye from me see you soon tune in next time